All right, let's do it. We're going to do it live. All right, Dan, welcome to the AI episode. AI episode. Well, before we start the AI episode, yep. well, actually, it's probably kind of related to AI in some capacity. Yep. There, I'm sure there is some AI. Do you hear about the, the newest moon landing that just took place? No, who, la who landed on the moon now? The U.S. Did we? Landed on the moon for the first time in 50 years. You know, I saw some video. Somebody was showing, like, some video. <laughs> I didn't know if it was, like, um, us or, like, some Chinese rover or something that landed. So we yeah. landed. Um, what did we land here? The Odysseus lander. The Odysseus, yep. U.S. clinches first touchdown in 50 years. Huh. An uncrewed six-legged robot lander dubbed Odysseus. Uh, interesting. You think he'll have a, a hard, tough journey home? I uh, bet he will. Uh, touchdown it. <laughs> are they going to bring him home? I mean, it's a robot, right? Exactly, right? And how do we feel oh, about they're God. just going to leave that poor robot out there in space, you know? Um, you know, at some point, people are going to have to start caring about the robots we're just throwing out there. Um, there's got to be laws put in place, man. You know, maybe yeah, that's yeah. our maybe that's our calling, Dan. We're going to be the robot rights podcast. The robot rights podcast. <laughs> What is this thing doing though? Any idea? Um, I think it's going up there. It sounds like so. Was oh, this the like beginning I, of building a moon base? Yeah, I think they're kind of building it. You know, having it go up there to start landscaping and figure out like where the they're gonna probably build their layout of you know the moon base. How they plan on building out the base up there. A host of small that's, landers. That's what their plan is. A host of small landers like Odysseus are expected to pave the way under NASA's commercial lunar payload services program, designed to deliver instruments and hardware to the moon at lower cost than the U.S. Space Agency's traditional method of building and launching those vehicles itself. Basically, we're privatizing the moon at this point. They're privatizing the moon as like a potential like launch pad right. for, for other space. like space exploratory because. Yeah. Supposedly, it's way easier to like slingshot off the moon because of less gravity than it is to. Oh, of course. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So this is the beginning the of uh, humanity building things in space. Yep. Step one. We're behind the game, Dan. Yeah. Well. How do we get one of those contracts? I don't know, man. How do we need to. That'd be pretty interesting. File a spaceship startup and. Get Swoopy to start 3D printing us some lunar modules. Yeah, what parts? What parts could we recommend or suggest or like space safe that we could space <laughs> mass produce for the moon? I don't know. I think we need to go back in time and become like some sort of Rocket scientist engineer. majors. Yeah. Well, Kyler, Kyler is a he's an engineer. Engineer. We can, right? Maybe we can get some 3D printing stuff. There you go, Swoop. There's an idea for 3D printing. Something we can put on the moon. There we go. Let's start putting our heads together. Think tank action. Yep. Or we could just have AI write it for us, right? That's true. We could just have the AI talk to us about it and uh, tell us what we need. All right, AI. Let's put together a business model for creating products that can be used for the moon base. Yep. First to the moon. Now let's uh, let's capitalize on it. Yeah. Um, America. It's funny. I, uh, I asked Copilot, which is the artificial intelligence within the Microsoft yep. uh, suite um, 
what is artificial or what are some examples of AI. Okay. And uh, I think it's interesting because people think that this whole AI thing is like all brand new, but in fact, dude, it goes back. Dude, it's been around for a while and we've all been, you know, integrating it into our lives in some form of one or another, you know? So, um, I thought it was kind of cool. Like the one, I think I'm, I think I'm sharing my screen right now, but the one that, uh, kind of sticked out to me is you think about like the facial recognition that we've had on our phones for a while now, like that kind of stuff. Like we don't even realize like that's AI, but their camera is basically utilizing AI to read our face and scan and so on and so forth. But, I don't know, man. What do you think is like one of the better use cases or examples of AI that you would say like are things that we use on a regular basis that people just don't really think about? Um, Let's take a look at your, I mean, so the digital assistant stuff, I think is becoming a real big deal, right? goes back to Siri, Google Assistant, Amazon, the Alexa. Um, I didn't use those a whole lot, but we do have AI at work now and I use that a lot. Um, I think the recommendation algorithms, right? That number, that second one that's up there, man, nobody even realizes that, right? Nobody. Yeah. Cause it's um, happening like behind the scenes where we're not really thinking about it. Right. right. Depending on how you're adjusting and like clicking like a button for like a, like it's taking that into consideration, you know, when building out the algorithm of, Hey, th- this person based off of all these likes would probably like these same type of genres or things. So. Yeah. I mean, going back to social media, same thing with social media algorithms. Yep. You know, that's something that's had an influence on us for almost 10 years now. Um, Just crazy to think about. It is crazy to think about. I don't think people really realize it. Um, I saw somebody, I think it was, the guy's name was Terrence McKenna. It was a quote. I think he's dead now, but it was he was talking about how, um, you know, he has this idea that, like, the insanity that we're seeing now is what happens when humanity gets, you know, so advanced and super smart for itself to the point where you have to start having the conversations with like, what the hell is going on? Seriously. You know, and then it just keeps getting crazier and crazier. Um, I, I, I think it's only going to continue to get crazier and crazier. I agree with that, dude. Dude, Roombas. Room, dude. Vacuuming a room. Come on, dude. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could even, I, you know, the, it's interesting to me is like the concept of AI and how you have people back in like even the 1600s theorizing about like machines that could do thinking. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, or the idea that like when we start to figure out what the, how the brain works, um, <clears throat> you know, and in, in, uh, with, yep. like in, the, in I, even in like the 30s and 40s, like when they start to figure out that we're just a bunch of neurons that just fire they're either firing or they're not firing i'm like holy shit like this is a you know a potential electronic system that we could you know duplicate yep exactly and it's crazy the way that it integrated within film as well i thought was pretty outstanding because before they even had the ability to do some of the things that they're doing today with like robots and like you see the Boston, um, what is it? What's that group called? The Boston Dynamics. Boston Robotics. Yeah. Huh? Boston Dynamics. Yeah, Boston Dynamics. Dude, that yeah. company is so far advanced, like, in terms of the capabilities that they have, not only including robotics, but ar- also, like, artificial intelligence with that as well. And yep. um, I guess 
the point I'm trying to make is that uh, they had all these ideas way before um, they actually came to fruition. But it's some of the <laughs> some of the things that worry me a little bit. I think around AI and I think other people is like once it's advanced past what are our capabilities of being able to continue to improve upon it, then at what point can we control it, right? Like that, yeah. I think, is the thing that makes me a little bit nervous when thinking about AI, but... Yeah, I think I'm becoming less worried about that, strangely enough. Less worried? Yeah. And I think it's interesting, like, if you look at the development, there's this big gap between, like, the late 60s and really, like, the 90s. There's not a whole lot of computer development. It all has to do with Moore's Law, right? The idea that computing power or memory capacity whatever it is you know doubles every couple of years and we just didn't have the technology and it was all too expensive until like the late 90s and that's when you know computers and the internet kind of took off as a concept um yeah but as far as the power goes i I, you know i was uh, i've been watching a lot of stuff on um sam altman he's a guy who's the ceo of OpenAI, right yeah and um He's got some interesting points about how, like, you know, humanity just kind of continues to take things in stride with regards to these technological advancements. Sure, things are yeah. a little bit more crazy, but in reality, like, we live in the safest, you know, time of all of humanity. And, you know, he used the example of, you know, chat GPT-3 when it released, I think, last year sometime. And there was, like, a two- or three-week period where everybody was, like, freaking out about it, right? And now it's just part of our lives. Yep. You know, but at the same time, another point he was making is the idea that, like, it's going to just instantly kill all these jobs. And um, I think it it is a job killer. Like, I think the jobs, like, his example was, like, if you go back 10 years and you ask somebody, what is AI going to do as far as taking jobs? And it was like, you know, it kind of steps up the ladder, right? You go from blue collar jobs to the white collar to the super high level white collar, like the coders and the programmers. It's kind of been the opposite, right? To where like you're almost seeing it take some of those high level programming type jobs, you know, and kind of working its way down the food chain from that perspective. And, uh, you know, basically said, you know, we don't really realize how much brain power it takes to do a lot of like the physical labor and stuff like that stuff that that robots we just don't really have at this point to do or that a computer program can't do i thought that yeah, was interesting. no absolutely absolutely no i i agree with that and and to your point the other thing that uh um when when we're talking about ai dude like i think that the the idea around people losing their jobs because of AI, like that, that doesn't necessarily concern me as much because I think that the people who learn how to integrate AI into their current workflow and work, sure. current work process have a, a better chance, I think of um, yeah. excelling in their roles. Right. Like I, I, I think the the area that I've seen it, um, in terms of taking away people's roles is, you know, the, the kiosks, you know, like utilizing the artificial intelligence and technology in kiosk machines at like restaurants or, Oh yeah. Okay. Um, you know, if you can sit down at a restaurant and you have a little like thing in front of you and all you have to do is like order your food and you know, what table you are is based off of where this little device 
is yeah. sitting and so like you can basically order your own food like waitresses are going to be gone here soon it's like yeah. what, where do those jobs go i think Customer yeah service i think some I, capacity i think the other level to this and the restaurant thing kind of plays into that is there's a cultural aspect to it too to where mm-hmm. older generations are going to be less comfortable with things like that yeah. versus like younger generations and so there's a time lag of what people are comfortable with as far as their actual demand for what they want right mm-hmm. like I'm okay with if I go to McDonald's ordering from a machine, machine spits out my food, whatever. But like the idea that like a high end restaurant, you wouldn't actually have an actual person that would serve you. I think that's a little bit weirder of a, and something I'm not necessarily as okay with, you know, from just the general experience perspective. Yeah. I guess from a high end restaurant does that's it, a little different yeah and i and, and you know i think eventually yeah it all kind of gets there but i think there is a cultural aspect too and i think there's a cultural aspect to all of this right to where like yeah. even within my job there's there's different layers of experience and um you know people being comfortable with using the uh you know, the AI that we have available to us. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now eventually those people phase out and everybody will just be comfortable with it and using it. And it's, it is what it is, but there's definitely like a time lag skill lag that goes with all that stuff. Um, yeah. I also think that, you know, I just think it's just going to kind of bake into everything. You know, I don't know. I, I just think it's, it's one of those things where like, you know, something like artificial general, right. So there's, there's like general AI, which is kind of what we have now. The next step that we haven't gotten to yet is the general intelligence, right? So the idea that it's as smart as a human. And then beyond that is like the super intelligence. And I think that, you know, when we hit the general intelligence, I don't know, man, I think it's just going to kind of bake in. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm, it just doesn't really terrify me as much as it, it used to as like a concept. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that, keeps me up at night <laughs> if i'm being honest when i yeah. think about it you know like i try not to let it you know bother me too much but i think just kind of like the uncertainty of some of it just you know there's certain parameters that you can put in place and certain rules that you can create um but i think something like this that has never really been it's a new frontier studied before yeah it's like a new frontier man like you know, we're basically developing almost a new species. Oh yeah. To the point where like artificial intelligence could grow self-aware, and then at what point is it not? You know, continuing to absorb information and figure out where the capacity ends. You know, like, um, not saying that we should all be concerned with it because I think that there's still a lot of positivity that can come from it. Like, you know, improve improving people's health and figuring out how to, you know, create a more efficient society and like, you know, improving technology to a point where, you know, there's a lot of betterment for people's health. Um, you know, just stuff like that, I think is, is, is important. And I think it goes a long way in terms of how AI can have a positive impact on, you know, society overall in general. Um, but no, I think, uh, you know, one of the things that, I'm always thinking about is, you know, what, what about like certain creativity, right? So when we think about, you know, art from a perspective, like 
the, I do have some concerns there because, you know, you can, you know, say AI create me an image of, you know, these things that we have like in our backgrounds right now. Like, sure. I bet some of these were probably AI generated. Oh yeah, like, of course. I don't think anyone spent the time to, to draw something like this, but um, you know, that's some concerning because did you see that there's that new. Yep. The new video generator. Open AI, the video generator. Yeah. I yeah. forget what it's Sora. Called. You can, it, yeah, sorry. It gives you like a sixty-second video of basically Dude. what you ask it to. Dude, so that to me is insane. Yeah, the news today was like Tyler Perry came out and he's no longer going to build like an eight hundred million dollar studio that he was planning because he got a demo of this Sora technology and was like, "Oh yeah, we uh we probably don't need this actually. We were just going to use the AI to make our videos and do our CG." Have you, it's unbelievable. Have you dude. seen the demos from the Sora thing? I have seen the one with the woolly mammoth and the one of the like all the um ocean animals like swimming around New York. Yeah. Dude, there's there's I watched oh, a like a ten minute video of all the prompts earlier and it's nuts. It's nuts, man. I mean it's still it's, crazy, it's still a little dude. weird. Like there's definitely some stuff within the videos. You're like, okay, that's that's still kinda off, but it's it's so close um that it looks it's so close that it looks real it looks very real and it you know it feels like this is all happening so fast if you look at where video generation ai wise was a year ago uh image wise you can just look at our podcast image right that's where we were a year ago to where we are now it's nuts it's because what it's basically doing is taking all the information from all the images of those specific things and it's compiling it together and saying, okay, I know exactly how to develop this image because I've seen millions upon millions of photos of, right. you know, woolly if mammoths. someone's like, oh, exactly, woolly mammoths, you know, uh, just for lack of um, a different example. But, uh, dude, it's it's what? insane, dude. Like, I, I wonder how... I mean, you could virtually probably create at some point, say, you know, make me a, a 10 minute movie about this. Right. Or like instructions on how to do that, you know, like oh. create your own if, movies. If they, can, if they can figure out how to put sound in those things, like it's. Well, I just think about it from a like a like a world generation perspective. Right. If we can do this with A.I., and we have something like the Google goggles, right? Or the Apple goggles, whatever the hell they're called. Oh, yeah. Like Ready they, Player One style? Yeah. Who's to say that we're not, like, that we're not basically creating the Matrix that we're already in within the Matrix? You know what I mean? Dude, that's what it's going to be, man. Like, what was that one? Oh, dude, there was a movie that they did not too long ago. I want to say it was, like, in the mid-2000s, between 2000 and 2010, maybe. Um, but it was one of those worlds where you could go in artificial intelligence and it just like all these people started to just basically live in that world and they were like slob, like lazy people that like didn't do anything except for like put their headsets on and then go like sit in a recliner and then they're like living sure. in the virtual world and like yep. going, dude, like that to me. If if it if it's developed to a point where people can choose what kind of life they want to live in, man, like people are just gonna get lost in that reality, oh, yeah. 100%. man. Hundred percent. Yep. Like there's like... gonna there's gonna be some type of all right, now we have to have psychology around people who have like fallen in love with uh, 
that we're falling out of touch of reality because they're like stuck in this AI generated world. Right. Like uh, Inception where Leo D goes and lives in the dream world with his wife. Oh, dude, that, that, that is, I'm still to this day kind of blown away by the end of that movie. Cause I can't tell if he's actually in the dream world or in, in reality. You're not supposed to know. I know, but it still bothers me to this day. What do you think? What do you think about the idea that we're currently AI seems to be currently limited by what humans have already created, right? It only can go by what's input it has, right? Like you couldn't tell You're it saying, to, yeah, like you couldn't. Um, you, it can't be more creative than humans have already been because it's limited by the inputs which are essentially human created and or inputs which have already been created by AI, which is all based off of human input, anyway. What do I think about that? Yeah, I think it's an interesting concept. At least where we're at now, until we get to a point, I think where you have a the you know general intelligence, right? AI, yeah. then there is a limit to sort of the creative abilities of it, and then it's not. I mean, I could be wrong, but it's not going to create anything that already hasn't been created or isn't based off of something that's created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you're saying it can't develop any original idea, correct? That or like hasn't art already been? Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I don't I don't know how the parameters of that would necessarily be set up in terms of like logic behind if you instructed it to create an original idea or original like solution. Yeah. That's that interesting. Work? I wouldn't even know like how how would you even like check that or Dude, I have no idea. Can't AI <laughs> Can AI create original ideas? Yep. We're just gonna we're gonna put it into the Google AI. There we go. Yeah, it's a it's you know, all I'm getting is um yeah, it all relies on existing data, so nothing is really Here, original. Let me ask let me ask Copilot. Yeah, let's see what let's Can see what the AI, AI says. Create original ideas. It says, certainly, AI has a remarkable ability to create novel and imaginative content, although it is creativity is fundamentally different from human creativity. Hmm. Man, it's crazy. What a crazy world we live in, Dan. This shit just spits it out to us. Oh, drug discovery, it says. Interesting. Accelerating pharmaceutical research by analyzing chemical structures and potential drug candidates. Still not original, though. Um, algorithm, <clears throat> algorithms optimize, optimize supply chains, transportation routes, and energy consumption. Okay. That's kind of like it doing what it's programmed to do, though, you know? Yeah. Scientific hypothesis. I, I can propose hypotheses by analyzing vast data sets. Yeah, I feel like this is all just like it's just taking the input, though. Yeah, that's not like that. Those aren't really original ideas, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but I do like it says it says remember AI's creativity emerges from patterns it learns from existing data like you were saying like the existing yeah. data speed. It says while it lacks consciousness and true inspiration, it can still surprise us with fresh ideas and unconventional okay. solutions. All right, which I think is cool. Maybe it's just like looking at it from all different perspectives where we might have like a certain like mindset. It has the ability to kind of like think of different points of view. Yep. 
Oh man, so where's all this going, Dan? Where is all of it going, man? Does it I matter? I think the biggest thing that um, it really impacts her the way I would anticipate it could have like a significant impact on the near future is around the election stuff. Yeah. Um, but I did hear that all all of the the big players like Microsoft, Google, Meta, and some other companies have all pledged to help prevent election interference. Dude, did you see um, up to 75% of the traffic on on Twitter was fake during the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. That's insane. Dude, it doesn't surprise me at all, man. It does not so surprise me. So basically every platform except for uh, Twitter has committed to. Yep. <laughs> and you, can't expect, you can't expect Twitter to, man. Like the whole reason that elon bought that was to allow people to have that well i guess i mean it seems to be so that he can use bots to inflate bullshit at this point i don't know exactly it's just my push the narrative man that's the thing that's the thing that we have to kind of just like pay attention to right is like you can't you can't you can't expect everything you read on the internet to be number one fact fact based sure um because ai has the ability to create fake images and fake stories and fake videos like you really have to look at the sources of things that you're reading and just ensure that it's not misinformation because that's the problem with society these days is there's so much misinformation that it really has an impact on you know, the narrative that people are kind of following and it, and it causes them to be very, you know, I don't know, insane. Yeah. Well, I think we've talked about dead internet theory. I mean, that's just kind of oh yeah, proof that it exists in some spaces. I think that's the thing that scares me the most about this new AI world is the idea that it can create fake or amplify things to make people think certain things are either more popular, real um, you know, I've seen pictures of, you know, just AI generated imagery that just gets posted on Facebook and people just take it as like, oh, that's that's so cute. That's so real. How did they do that? You know? Yeah, like, no, that's that's uh, fake. And I think that's I mean, it's definitely more dangerous for kind of the older generations who aren't necessarily up on what's going on in the space of AI. Right. Oh, yeah, dude. I can tell you right now that the majority of the people above the age of 70 years old have no idea how much AI they're already a currently using and B how much it's going to impact the future of their lives. Yeah. They think it doesn't apply to them because all they have is a Facebook account, but they don't realize all the artificial intelligence that goes into that Facebook online experience. The algorithms. If you have an opportunity talk to your elders about algorithms, and how the things that they interact with impact the information that they see, not only on the internet, but on their technology altogether. That's that's it. You talk know? to your grandma about algorithms. Yes, talk to grandma. Make the world a better talk place. To talk, aunts, talk, talk to, to grandma uncles, about algorithms. Talk to your relatives. They need to know. You have to inform them, especially before election season. Otherwise, they're going to be missing <sighs> most likely. Going to be posting images of Donald Trump floating through the air like he's Jesus thinking it's real. It's going to be interesting, man. Like I feel like there's going to be a lot of 
what's the word? What's the the nice word I'm looking for? Um, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of headbutting over the next. You yeah, know, I don't know. I think year across the. I think part of it is um, people are getting tired of it. Is, oh yeah, is some of it like people are just tired of the bull shit that uh, basically been happening online for years and years now and people are seem to be at least a little bit tuned off to uh, to it um i saw something the other day where like a lot of the websites and stuff that were driving a lot of traffic in 2016 they're just not they're not getting the same type of traffic that they were back then um yeah it's just because people are getting tired of just all the garbage that's out there um all right dude what else you want to talk about tonight what else do you got about AI? Do you got any other notes that you wanted to touch um, on? I don't think so. I just, you know, I did a little bit of the history. I thought, you know, it was interesting. Like, you got Alan Turing, right, who comes up with the Turing test. Um, in 1941, he circulates a paper, um, you know, and then he comes up with 1915 paper or 1950 paper called Computing Machinery and Intelligence, uh, where he speculates about the possibility of creating machines that think. Um, which is pretty crazy to think about in 1950, somebody was already like, yeah, I think we could do this. Yeah. Yeah. I do have read like one of those like sci-fi books or something that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, he was also, he was involved in, um, in, in the Enigma machine deciphering the, uh, intelligence program during world war two, where they used a computer to decipher the German Enigma machine in order to break the codes that the Germans were sending. And uh, there was a movie about that. Yeah, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. Sick. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think that's kind of where he kind of gets into that space, and starts thinking about the idea that you know a computer could potentially, you know, be a thinker. You know, essentially. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't know, man. I you know, there's this idea of like the uh, what was it? They had a a a, yeah, what was called the Dartmouth Workshop in 1956, organized by a guy named Marvin Minsky and a couple other scientists um, from IBM, where the objective was to delve into the possibilities of creating machines capable of simulating human intelligence. Um, so it's crazy to me that just to think about, they were thinking about this this stuff back in the 50s. Um, and then, you know... That's pretty incredible. Yeah, DARPA uh, comes around... Um, when was DARPA actually founded? I'm not sure. It's a government agency, obviously, and there's labs set up in the 50s and 60s, and you know, there's all this this uh, sort of advancement. But I think they just ended up getting limited by the technology, and then you know, the 70s and 80s, there's just not enough computing power to really advance things until you. In the you... 70s, they came out with the Terminator, and I think it freaked people out. <laughs> there you I, go dude, i think it did have a little bit of impact on like people's thought around sure like, oh man should we be really pursuing this if this is what the the end goal could look like right yeah the, the development of things now and where we start doing things now what's that going to look like you know 20 30 40 years down the road right. obviously there hasn't been that much development in it but but then, you know, you, know. you, you get kind of the late 80s and ni- early 90s it picks back up and then you get um deep blue Right, first computer chess playing system to beat a chess champion. So I think that's. Oh yeah, was yeah. he grandmaster too? Wasn't he grandmaster? Grand yep, reigning world chess yeah. champion Gary Kasparov. 
Um, supercomputer with specialized version of a framework produced by IBM, capable of processing twice as many moves per second. Um, reportedly 200 million moves per second it could process, which is crazy. Jesus. So, I mean, that's that's kind of the point where, you know, we, we're at a point where we can make computers that are smarter at certain things than humans. Yep. Um, and it's all just kind of been getting crazier and crazier since then. What was the other thing I went to? The uh, oh, Open AI itself. So Open AI was started as a nonprofit in 2015. Uh, so it hasn't been okay. around that long, which is pretty crazy. Uh, it, it transitions to a, a, an, an actual for-profit corpora- uh, corporation in uh, in 2019 and then partners with uh, Microsoft in, uh, what was it, 2023? Mm-hmm. Anyway, it comes out with Jet ChatGPT, and you know that's kind of they're considered to be the kind of bleeding edge of that. Um, you know, with the most recent entry being this text video model they call Sora, um, which is just crazy to me. You know how advanced that is, but just how fast all of this stuff is happening. You know, and I oh think- yeah. I am going to be scared about something. That's that's one of the things. Um, this was the potential manipulation, but overall, I think it just kind of I don't know. It just kind of bakes in over time. It's kind of becoming my feeling on this is that you know we're human. We just got to be humans, and whatever happens, happens. I guess I don't know. Have you tried using the Sora yet? No, I don't even. I'm assuming you need like an Open AI login. It's incredible that the, that these are just AI generated. Dude, it's wild. I guess. Oh man, I just saw a horse that looked like it only had two legs. So yeah, I was gonna say it, there's definitely in the videos I saw there's stuff that is just like okay, this is definitely AI, but it's very close, very very close. Yeah, what the hell? It's kind of creepy. Like the hands, especially when they're doing human stuff, the hands are still a little bit weird sometimes, but they're getting a lot better than they used to be. Um, mouths also can be weird. So, yeah, man, it's uh, they're doing better with the eyes though. Man, this a lot better. Eye is creepy, dude. Yeah, yeah. That uh, what's the the concept of the uncanny valley, right? Where like you look at something and. It looks real, but you can just kind of tell it's off, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. That looks like someone's taking video of somebody's eye. Yeah, dude. What the heck? Yeah. Yeah, see, like, stuff like this is just goofy. Just a kangaroo yeah, I mean, disco dancing. I mean, clearly I mean, AI-generated or like computer-generated. You, you think of, like, DreamWorks or Pixar. Like, yep. they're, they might be in trouble. Well, I mean, that's, you know... But who's in trouble? I mean, you still need people to write, right? I guess. Yeah. You just don't need people to create the actual video. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is one I noticed. Yeah, that kid's hand was a little weird there for a second. Yeah. But the rest of this looks just gorgeous. But that's still just insane. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. This one, there's just, just pandas playing in a Petri dish. Okay the red pandas yeah i mean there's definitely like physics wise it doesn't make sense this one the one with all the tvs or whatever 
you look and you see what's actually on the TV. There's a lot of stuff that's oh, just like, oh yeah, that's creepy. Like, yeah, you know, it's very creepy, very off. Creepy. <laughs> Which is funny to think about, like the the AI video generation of a video with a video within the video. We're not yeah, there yet, dude. but we're pretty close. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. Yeah. So creating, as far as I, yeah, it looks like you probably have to create like a. Yeah, I think you need a ChatGPT login. So. ChatGPT login. Do I have a ChatGPT login? Oh, wait. Wait oh, for maybe it. you do. Nope, maybe not. Denied. Wait, do I? Hold on a second. Might have one. Yeah, but no, I I think this is definitely something I want to play around with and kind of take a look at because I... Uh, I mean, it's weird. Think about how we started this podcast talking about random video movie ideas. And like, here we yeah. are, you know, two years later, looking at a literal video from text generator machine. That and was, we could totally just... That wasn't even like conceptually available. You know, like no. it wasn't even something we would even think about. Like, yeah, yeah, the I computers are just going to create the computer-generated videos of people. So, That's, yeah, man, dude, it's wild. It blows my mind. Um, what else you got, man? What else has been going on? Um, let's see. You've been watching Ozark. Oh yeah, how's that? Uh, almost done. That going? Almost done. I mean, it's just I don't know. We're like almost the end of season four, and it's just like you know, it's just kind of ridiculous. You just, you know, like I was telling Katie, they've got MacGuffin characters now who they just like they've killed so many people. That oh yeah. They need to bring in new characters that they just use to advance the plot and then eventually kill off. Right. Her brother in season three, complete like not Dude, really that was not yeah. really useful. As far as like a character goes, but he moves the plot along, advances the plot, and then they kill him. Uh, the nephew of the drug lord in season four is the exact same role, you know, moves the plot forward, and then they kill him. Um, yep. And so I don't know. It's just uh, it's just gotten so ridiculous. It's the idea that uh, you know they're now you know potentially running the the drug cartel is pretty hilarious to me. Yeah, that that to me. Um... That was a little bit of uh, an interesting shift in that series for me. Right, but it's just they they've just gotten to the point where like I feel like it should have ended at season the end of season three. Yeah, I feel like that would have been a good ending, um, but they you know obviously went with season four and here we are. So I don't know. We'll probably finish yeah. it this weekend at some point. Um, yeah, season thoughts. four to me was kind of a drag, and I yeah I couldn't done without it. Yeah, um, trying to think. I feel like I watched a movie. So, um, do you remember back in the day, were you ever a fan of like Saturday cartoons? Do you remember the, the Fox, um, X-Men cartoon? Oh man, maybe, maybe real vaguely. It had like the intros, like, okay. Um, so it was announced by marvel that they were going to reboot that 97 x-men fox series really and they were going to re yeah reimagine it 
and uh, continue on the series on uh, Disney Plus. Nice. Yeah. That's so awesome. I, I like went back and they have it. They have like the old '97 series on on uh, Disney Plus right now. Oh, nice. You've been watching. It was like 22 minutes long. Nice. And uh, I've been going back and watching them. I was like, man, I kind of remember like most of these episodes. But I was nice. thinking to myself, I was like, it just it's it sounds so like the audio sounds so off. It's like the characters who are actually voicing the characters. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like the technology that they had back in the day with like recording is just completely different than it is now. But right. it's funny to see how far. Like even stuff like that has come in terms of technology oh, yeah. and how it's advanced and um like created the animation so much differently. So I'm I'm curious to see how the the new series will develop and look like, but it's just pretty nostalgic to like go back and watch that stuff over again. Yeah. Um I did see a movie. Oh yeah. The uh Dungeons and Dragons movie. What did you think of that? Dude, I liked it. Yeah. Dude, it, it was, was a good, good I enjoyed it. It was a good time. Yeah. Like uh I saw somebody who they compared it to like the Princess Bride as okay. like sort of goofy uh yeah. d- doesn't take itself too seriously um action. but is entertaining. Yeah. A little yeah. bit of action. Not it's, it's interesting cuz I think it's rated PG-13, but it's like I I wouldn't be like like I would let a, a child watch that movie. I don't think it was that. Like, there's some kind of darker parts, but nothing that's like over the top gore or anything like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, I I uh, I I enjoyed it a lot. Actually, I thought uh, it was one of the better movies I've seen, kind of in that like fantasy genre in a long time. So yeah, I'm curious to see if they come out with another one. I don't think it did that well. In theaters, no, I don't think it did but... either. Yeah. No, but... I enjoyed it too. I thought the. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons was a good idea I think, for a movie. I think it's got a chance to be kind of one of those cult movies, though, you know, like where it, it gets popularity yeah. on like the streaming services and stuff like that. Or like people kind of, you know, catch on like a couple of years. I mean, I don't know when. I think it was made in like, what, 22 years ago? 2022, somewhere like that. Yeah. Um, is it on? Is it on a streaming service right now? Or do you guys rent it? or? Uh, it's on um, Amazon Prime. Katie's got Prime Video, so. Yeah, it came out in 2023, so it came out last last year. Oh, wow, I think so. I saw it in theaters actually. Did last you? Year. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I, I, dude, I, it was a good time. Like I, uh, you know, it was one of those movies that I don't know. It's like it's not like the greatest movie ever made, but it's not, it's not a bad movie by any stretch. And uh, you know, like I said, I, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of. Uh... Chris Pine, that's the yeah. Guy Chris Pine, yep. Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez. Um, he's actually like pretty funny and like he is you know, slap comedy. Yep, comedy. He is like he's got a little. Yep, he's got, he's nice got really good timing. Yep. Yeah, timing and delivery. Yep. Um, and then who was the uh, the guy from like he was big in the nineties? Is like a rom com guy. He plays the the like mayor of the town. Hugh Grant. Oh yeah, Hugh Grant. <laughs> Hugh Grant. I forgot he was in that. Also randomly in that movie. <laughs> yeah, dude. That was a good oh, time. Man. Yeah, that's um, uh that's been it in Benny's life. Other than that, we've been watching more Bluey. Bluey. Bluey Any good lessons this week from Bluey? Uh no, let's see. We watched one where they were pirates today. That was kind of cute. Um we rewatched the one where they evolve from like fishes to space people and then 
eventually the old one. I don't know, man. There's a there's an entire episode that revolves around the idea of like as the kids are playing, they evolve from fish to monkeys to cave people, eventually to space. The little girl gets in a spaceship and like goes off. And then the the one who's been playing the older one like goes through this like what would be like a death scene and then goes to her parents who are like have been the gods the entire episode and it's it's an interesting take on just uh just a seven minute cartoon so um we wrote that one tonight but, they, uh, they covered that much in seven minutes yeah dude oh yeah it's wild dude is priest yeah yep all in the form of children playing with boxes so there's there's some episodes like that of Bluey where it's just like wow that was like layers and layers of entertainment. <laughs> kids could comprehend that. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, no, not not something like a lot of those episodes are just they're essentially made for adults. So, um, yeah. yeah, man, it's good stuff. Um, sports news. I went yeah, what to, you got? Uh, the I went to the Red Wings game last night. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, they won in a little overtime match with Colorado Avalanche. Nice. Love to see that. Um, Hate the Avs. Yeah, they were down one nothing going into the third period, and they scored a goal on a power play in the third, and then they scored the overtime goals. A nice little dump pass from Larkin to Patrick Kane, which was sweet. Nice. Um, but yeah, man, a fun, fun game there. I was thinking there's a bunch of, like, events coming to uh, downtown Detroit, I guess, other than the Super Bowl they have – NCAA tournament is going to be downtown. Okay. And then, um, oh, what's, there's another event. What are the big downtown? Um, what was the other one? There's something else that's coming to downtown Detroit, but dude, we need to, I got to, we got to look into seeing if we need tickets for, the um nfl draft because okay. we're doing that right yeah we're, we're, i'd like to yeah I'd i got like i got still got to clear it with katie but yeah dude look into tickets and let me know well i gotta see if we need tickets but i'm not quite sure yet it was just like a show up um, and go nuts thing dude they're doing a they're doing a bunch of work downtown preparing for all that Are stuff they? right now which is kind of cool yeah but there was something else too Oh yeah, opening day for the Tigers is coming. Nice. Tigers baseballs starting. Pitchers and catchers have already reported. Tigers baseball is underway. Um, yeah, let me get back to you on the other. Yeah, looks like it might be like a weird part. invite only thing. So maybe we gotta shake some hands and kiss some babies in order to get in. To the Super Bowl. Or to the draft. Yeah. Now take a look. Figure it out. Um. Okay. Yeah, dude. Anything else? Good stuff tonight. A little AI. <sighs> a little Friday night, man. Just Friday exhausted. Night. I was. I spent like thirteen hours in the car this week. Oh, nice. No, not nice. Dude. Yeah. I had driving to drive all over. All the way over to Holland, and then I drove all the way up to Oscoda. Damn. Dude. Two days back to back of like six plus hours in the car, man. Yeah. My back. Oh, and then Tuesday we had what we call our like quarterly business review calls with the whole team on site, and uh, we did a little like after party thing to celebrate the end of the quarter, and we did this like go kart thing over. It's called like full throttle. Okay, you heard of that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> so <laughs> these little full. So you've been like, driving like, a car, and now you're driving a go karts. Well, no, we were driving a go kart Tuesday night, and uh, one of the guys like 
just smoked me like three times. Oh no! I, like Wednesday, I felt like when I woke up in the morning, I was like, I felt like I was in a car accident. Damn. And uh, I just, oh my god, dude! And I spent six hours in the car driving three hours across the state and three yeah. hours back. Did you? So you went from Detroit to Holland to Oscoda? No, I went from Detroit to Holland, Holland back to Detroit, and then and the next then day Ascoda. I did Detroit up to Oscoda and Oscoda back. Dude, that's nuts! You literally covered the entire lower peninsula dude back to back days yeah that's wild yeah so yeah i uh i'm gonna take a little nap ski early tonight probably yeah and uh, uh, take some take some painkillers take a nice nice long sleep nice nice little long snooze man get 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 horizontal for a little while yep all right dude well uh have a good weekend my man we'll uh let's connect again next week and uh do this again absolutely man we'll have to come we'll have to talk about what that uh next week's podcast yeah is about. yeah come up we'll come up with something maybe we get a little special maybe guest we'll, yeah maybe we'll do a special guest or we'll uh we'll do that conspiracy theory triangle you sent me earlier this week oh yeah we can talk about conspiracy theories yeah, dude, i love we'll, it we'll go down the triangle or up the triangle i guess yeah all right man all right man. have a good have one a good one yep later bye bye